And we are live. We are, we are. Squadcast. I was ready this time. I'm going to have to sneak, on, sneak up on you at the break. Yeah, that sounds about right. What's up, fellas? What's the word, my friend? I got some Patrick Ewing <laughs> titty sweat going on right now. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, man. Once I start sweating, it's like the... It's hard to turn off it the, is, uh, the faucet. Uh, it is. It's humid, so, man. Yeah, it's a little... I like it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I... I like breaking sweat, but uh, yeah. Patrick doing sweat like stewing in the stewing in the pit here. You need the the, the wristband, but you yeah. you know like Ewing's wristbands were big wristbands, and Ewing was like seven feet. So can you imagine how large that wristband would be on like a it's normal? It's like a person? turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. Like like you know, Iverson wore like the full arm sleeve that some guys do. Yeah. Like I think Ewing's wrist wristband would look like that on like yeah. a regular human being. Easily. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking insane. He's he's like the go-to sweat reference for me. Top five college basketball player of all time. He's he's a all time great. Yes, that's that's beyond. Was debate. he was he a good foul shooter? He wasn't bad. Yeah, he was solid. He was solid. I mean, he was not. You know, For he be, man, he became a better offensive player as a pro than he was in yeah. college. In college, yeah. he was he was just, like Matumbo yeah. in the pros in college. In college, he was the most dominating feared defensive yeah. player and rebounder like yeah. whoever walked the face of the earth yeah i mean like the beast from the a lanky bastard man he's yeah. yeah who is the best foul shooter that is seven plus Dirk nowitzki Dirk kevin durant yeah those are just modern examples there you go. yeah if we're gonna go like pre you're looking for a center who's a good free throw shooter. Is yeah. what you're saying? Well, because like the, those guys are notoriously not good free throw shooters. Like Wilt wasn't a good one. Yep. Shaq wasn't a good one. I'd guess. I'd guess like that Robinson or Akeem would right, be have been one of those guys because they had a good touch and were more like guard like. They were more guard like. It's true. I don't know, like old school guy. I don't know what like Russell. Wilt barely shot like 50%. Yeah, yeah, he struggled from the line. They had to change the rules because Wilt started dunking from the line on free throws. I'm just throwing it off the the He would just dunk. He would just get his own board. No, no, he would just dunk from the line on free throws and they had to change the rules. They had to change. He would just jump, leap towards the rim and dunk the ball for free throws and they had to change the rules. Jesus. That's where you had to stay in place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking insane. Well, you know that he was known as. Arguably one of the greatest volleyball players who ever lived, Will Chamberlain. I like, well, but I don't know if he ever like played professionally. But like his reputation was that he was also one of the greatest volleyball players. Ever. Now was he? And he was, was in Conan the Destroyer. Was oh yeah. Oh, did you ever see that picture with Andre the Giant, Wilt, and Arnold? Mm-mm. Have you seen the picture? That's all right. awesome. It's all right. So there's a picture of uh, Conan from Co- Will Chamberlain's in Conan the Destroyer with Arnold, right? Yeah. Like the second Conan. And you know Wilt's like seven two or whatever, right? And like you know. Not like a skinny boy 7'2", like a burly man 7'2", right? And then Andre the Giant 7'5", 500 pounds or whatever, right? And Arnold's standing between the two of them, and I believe he's hanging off of their arms. And it's like a 6'2", 250-pound Arnold looking like a little a little kid. Yeah, Without mentioning them, Arnold's a fucking beast. Oh, yeah, oh my God. Like, you know, it's like he's the definition of beast, and he's standing next to these two guys, and he looks like a little kid. Yeah. Look that perspective, right Yeah, there. it's a great picture. That's great perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all relative, do you think, my friend. Do you, now, do you think Wilt was a as good a volleyball player as Jim Brown was a lacrosse player? Interesting, Because Jim yes. Brown's like, uh, yeah, yeah. beyond a lot of people considering to be the best football player of all time and the best athlete of all time, 
a lot of people consider him to be one of the best lacrosse players of all time. Like, he dominated at Syracuse. Better than Iverson as a football player. Well, we... Now, he was obviously an amazing high school football quarterback, but yes. we never... And, and uh, D-back. Bo Jackson. And right. punt returner. I mean, Bo Jackson's a two-sport guy, obviously. We never got to see Iverson on the collegiate no, level. No, no, no. I mean, he's obviously got elite skills. Yeah, before he had to go to jail, he could have gone to any single college in the country. He would have went to one of the ones that had great both sports. Yeah. But then his mom basically had to beg John Thompson to let him play Charlie, at Georgetown. Charlie Ward's a good one. Charlie Ward, who Charlie won Ward the Heisman in college football but played in the NBA for like 13 years. I still, to this date, say that he was a much better football player. I mean, he didn't turn out to be a great NBA player. Well, he was like a solid role-playing Shocking to guard. me. Shocking to me. Like, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, it never that made was any like sense out of left field. It never made any sense to me because, like, I always thought he was, like, the fourth the best guy in Florida State. Right. At, at basketball. He was. Basketball. But yeah. he was, like, the best quarterback in the country in college football and it never Easily, and he won the Heisman yeah. and it never made any sense to me like that he I mean maybe in the modern game he would get more flow and more of an opportunity than however right. many years ago that is now 15 years ago yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. he wasn't really like a pocket passer no but. no but but pretty decent oh no he you was know? good yeah. he was good he was, I mean he was no 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 yeah yeah. State. yeah yeah like he figured he, he could have at least gotten the opportunity that they gave Tebow Right, you know what I mean. Right, and I love, listen, and I love T. I like I love Tebow as a guy, and I, I still kind of feel like he got a raw, a little bit of a raw deal. Like everybody decided, oh, you're not a quarterback. Yeah, it is kind of weird that somebody who like won seven straight games and a playoff game yeah, yeah. isn't even in the NFL. Yeah, like I understand they say like in practice he couldn't throw the ball like right. more than eleven yards. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you'd still think like there has to be, you know, like you have third string quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't want Tebow to be my third string yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah. and like be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and high. I know that there's like a a little bit of a media circus that comes with him, but it seemed to all be generally positive. Everyone loves him. You know, yeah. he's like super high character guy. Yeah, and like you, you also got the impression that like um, you know, because he you know I, he lives like a relatively like holier well holier than that here's the thing he lives sort of a it seems like he lives like a very um he's a devout christian and like sort of lives it yeah but doesn't seem to be like over the top in like a preachy way with it all right and definitely not holier than thou and how he carries himself like acting like he's better than everyone but it always seemed like there were like uh real like kind of gritty edgy like you know um street character type dudes like you know kind of you know the ray lewis's of the world and those kind of guys right like rough around the edges kind of guys like the gronkowski's of the world and you know those kind of guys and aaron hernandez who we played with right love tebow yeah so it's like he seemed like he had the respect of not only like you know conservative christian types but like you know dudes who are out partying and doing blow all night those guys (laughs) love those guys also love tebow you know what i mean so like that kind of made me think that he was like you know, Why not like a leader, a leader in the classical sense that a lot of people would solid appeal guy. to him and rally around him. He's a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good guy, that deep ball. He's a good guy. But yeah, going back to that argument, I think like uh, all these people are just athletes right. going through the system of high school and then they just get picked up in whatever sport people scout them at or they just decide, hey, I want to do this or that. And then have I said the Dave Winfield thing on the squad cast before? No. Okay, so Dave Winfield was drafted in baseball, basketball, and football. A and long the, time? When was this? The 70s. 70s, all right. And the Buffalo Sabres 
uh, reached out to his agent oh. to find out if he could skate. Because <laughs> that's how much of a freak athlete he was. He got he got drafted in three sports. And which one did he stick to? 500, 500 home player. run yeah. hitter in baseball. Padres, Yankees, Blue Jays, Twins, etc. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. His old Padres uniform is a beaut. Yeah, yeah. Check yeah, the out. the Winfield, Ozzy Smith, Dave Dave Parker. No, Dave Parker was the, was the Pirates. Or was he San Diego before that? I think he was San Diego. I feel Diego. like he was. Yeah. All right, well, all those guys, like the OG Padre guys from the 70s, young Ozzy Smith, uh, young Tony Gwynn, those uniforms are bananas. The butters. It's like the uh, the epitome of like the vintage baseball uniform. Wait, what's his name again? Dave Winfield. I feel like I have a glove with his fucking signature. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I could not know this. He's a. Uh, I should know. Is it too early or what is it? Maybe. Ugh. He was uh, Kendrick Polson is right now. He's somewhere and something doesn't feel right. He just he just shattered. He just threw a glass. Yeah. He just missed a uh, big putt. He did. He missed a big putt and he's like looking around like something's wrong <laughs> with the universe. Like my son doesn't know who Dave Winfield is. Yeah. You know. Speaking right. of something wrong with the universe. Yes. Dirt was just giving me a bunker status update. Yeah, on, bunker status update, guys. So, bunker threat level elevated from nine point nine to ten. Okay. An iceberg the size of Yo Mama has uh, broken off of Antarctica. Really? Like. And it's coming right at us. It's just a huge, <laughs> huge. It's like a third of Antarctica. Wow. Just, just broke wow. up. It's like a new country. Huge yeah, pretty much. Floating. So. Uh, a floating new country. Wow. Time to time to. Not start, good. start hoarding powdered meals. Well, it doesn't take, you know, the, avoiding the political stuff, right? It doesn't take much in terms of uh, raising the levels of the sea to really put, like, a lot of important places in the world oh, underwater. Like right? like 30% of the world's population lives within, like, eight miles of the coast. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Almost ever, so many major cities. Are on the water. Yeah, because they're near ports. Right. And rivers, and you know what sure. I mean? Like, you can get cargo to them. So. And these states that are, like, uh, peninsulas, like, yeah. you know, the Floridas of the world. And, I mean... You know, it's countries that are islands or, you know, states that are islands. Why not is that island? I would really mind losing Florida. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Florida, to me, is like a no giant... Dis- no disrespect to our, our Florida listeners. <laughs> How is Hawaii We, we love you guys. You know? Hey. Hey, it's man. Like, hey. It's, well, it's, shots at Hawaii? How's it a state? Is that shot First Hawaii? of all, it's like beautiful. Did we just, it's like did we paradise. Just like, it? like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, it's paradise. It's exp- but, I think everything's expensive there, but it's well, paradise. yeah, because you have to get it to there. It was a strategic location. A, right? It that is was a huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's one of the ways to get halfway around the world. Yeah. Islands are like little. Uh, I mean, that's where Pearl Harbor was. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a strategic location. I think that's important. It's uh, proximity to uh, Asia. Um, but then also. Uh, yeah, I mean, Scott said it's it is paradise. Yeah. No, I've never been there, so Very I, can't, I can't say from yeah. Well, I think it's really I think a lot of things are really expensive there because they have to be flown in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like so, if you want a car there, it has yeah. to be it's like an extra two thousand dollars just to add it to the car. Get it there. Yeah, yeah. Amazon yeah. raft, or you got you know. I mean, they have services because there's literally it's like you know. You got to like if you, you know, want to move you there. Get like a, you a, a twelve pack. Yeah. Right, but that had to come from the states. You know the continental United States to get there, so like everything's got. I feel like everything's got that kind of markup in terms of shipping. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about it because, I'm like honeymoon talk yeah. for however many fucking days you're supposed to do yeah. it. But it's like, oh, go to Hawaii, you know. But then it's like, if you're going to Hawaii, Ten just go like uh, 
to Fiji or something over there that's like out of the country. Well, I mean, but, not. but the well, thing some is, some people like to stay to, in the country to fly. You know? Right and right, you won't need a passport to go to Hawaii. Yeah, obviously. or worry but, about like the water. Right, that's true also. Stuff but like to fly exchange rates to fly yeah, yeah, yeah. to drinking water and stuff you know but to fly you know to get there just you have to like fly to the west coast generally and then fly from the west coast to wherever you're going in the uh yep. pacific south pacific you yeah. know it's um, gotta be expensive as hell what but you're deep you're deep in the um sort of uh marriage mm -hmm. talk the uh, marriage game yeah yeah it's a it's a production. We've not I, like I never experienced that like the traditional wedding and all that goes along with it. It's like a it's a big deal. It's a production. A I mean, of, some people a lot of peeps have to pony up a lot of dough. Dude, it's it's a lot of money unless you know you, you get help from the parents. But yeah, I mean, like some people elope, like uh, and some people like Sco. You you had a uh, like a picnic, right? Barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. Yeah. It stuff. was awesome. My my favorite wedding I've been to thus far. Exactly, because it had like the per it was the perfect combination of like beautiful and quaint, mm -hmm. um, and but you didn't f it didn't feel restrictive. I think partially because it was like semi outdoors. Well, that's what we wanted. Yeah, like yeah. we're chill, and the last thing we wanted to go is to like a stuffy. And look, you know, a lot of times, anything, especially even sure. with us, no, no, it was no. like. You know, the place chooses you. You right, have a sure, budget, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you have a certain amount of people you have yeah, to invite. Yeah. It has to be within a certain area, you know? So everyone has limitations, and I get it. But we didn't want to be, like, at a banquet hall, pick steak or chicken, like, circle it, send it back yeah, yeah. to us. Like, you know, everything. Like, a, my wife calls them, like, a wedding factory. I get, I get bugged is. out by those places with, like, the purple light. And yeah, like the, no, the limo ice, ice lights statues and, and all stuff shit. like that. <laughs> Yeah, you just spent four grand on an ice statue yeah, yeah, yeah. just for the cocktail. It's got like purple lights and like the like cheesy like Grecian yeah architecture. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You know, we're like, like like I'm like in the middle of like you know a north a North Jersey like town <laughs> like next to like a Catholic school parking lot right. with like a Seven Eleven, right. and then like this wedding banquet hall that's right. like you're in Athens. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. So <laughs> how'd you know Athens. where we're getting married? You, no, I mean, dude, that was. Trust me, I what looked. What are the options? Like, Isn't that all? It's like for a hundred options. Those are that's like ninety four of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, see, this is this is how I feel about it. It's more of like the, uh, it's a it's a couple's decision, but on my end, it's we're given a budget and we have right. to you know cough up cheddar as well. But my girl's really adamant about having a nice wedding where we got to invite you know one hundred and eighty people because I have yeah. a huge family. And, you know, by the time you're done setting up all, like, the photography, the venue, the flowers, like, all these it little things. It adds up, man. It adds up. But then at the same time, I wish there was a part of us that was like, you know what? Let's just have what you did, like, a barbecue. Keep that money and put it towards, you know, a bigger house or something like that. Well, see, that's the thing. We're, that was our, like, things. Like, all right, we're not doing this if it's going to ruin our lives yeah. <laughs> financially. Right, right. And I get it. I mean, my girl's an only child, and she wants to have a, you know, a huge celebration with all the friends and family and but important people. You can do people. that, like you can do that, and still sense like a perfect example, right? Like a wedding cake, can cost like Thousands. four figures, yeah. easy, right? It's a cake. It shouldn't cost. Yeah. Like if you're spending five thousand dollars on your wedding cake. Dude, okay, so I got to tell you about the uh. fucking wedding from hell. I might have told you about this, okay. right? Friend of 
a co-worker of my wife. I feel right. like you told me about it. Go I'm ahead. sure I told you about yeah. this. So, this girl, oh my God, it pains me to even oh, get into no. it. All right? So, this girl basically like froze out her fiance or her, her boyfriend sexually and was like, not until we get married. And we're getting married at Disney World. Tebow. And we're getting married at Disney World. At Disney World? Like a four. How does that, how does that work? Dude. Like a 13-day, 400 to 500 person invited wedding. Scrolls that cost like $25 a head to make. Jesus. Sent out for the invitation. Oh, boy. Like Aladdin Disney scrolls. Oh, you got to read them. Everyone like, oh. got a ice-sculpted Cinderella slipper with for the like gelato course. I'm almost ready to judge. Oh, dude. I'm... This is... <laughs> Dude, the judgment, if you can't pick it up in my tone, the judges the okay, judgment okay. is baked into okay. the stuff. Okay. So okay. Scroll, the scroll did it for me. Wow. You know. Um rented Disney characters, two dresses, thirty-five bridesmaids, a ceremony dress and a a uh, what do you call it after the ceremony? The uh, reception dress mm -hmm. at two different locations. Like goofy coming in. Oh god. Because if you what do it, an embarrassment. Because, dude, if you do it in Disney World, you have to rent. Right. Oh, like, God. part of, you know, like, you have to do their whole package. I'm, so you have to stay in the hotel. You have to rent Disney characters. Now I feel the like Arnold. Thing is Disney themed. I feel like Arnold in the arms of Andre. Dude, and they went, like, $200,000 in debt to have the oh, fucking Oh, God. Way. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> so, like, I see, I'm seeing that. It's, like, happening concurrent, kind right. of, with, like, us planning our wedding. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just, like. Whatever they're doing, do the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, seriously, yeah. I'm just, like, baby, I just want, you know, I love you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad that she's not, like, I've been waiting my whole. Now, and the only defense I'll say is yes. it was, like, I think, like, an Italian, Filipino. Okay. Wedding, okay, mm, yeah. and so you're getting right. like the. Yeah, sure, sure. I get, dude. I'm that all about sense. celebrating life, yes. dude. If you have the opportunity, I think you. Right. I'm all for making stuff and do events. Yes. Like you're only here once. You know what I mean? Okay, but. All right, I have a couple points. Okay, <laughs> all right. You said you're throwing lob balls to me. Dude, dude, right. Talk about the slipper. Go all ahead. right, no, no. So the first thing is that I am, I am, I've never understood the Disney thing, no. even as a little kid. Yeah. I'd never like I never liked Mickey Mouse and sh like you know not saying didn't like like a, didn't have a T-shirt with Mickey Mouse on it or yeah. think Mickey Mouse is cute when you're four years old. I'm not right. saying that, yeah. but I'm like I, I I never liked Disney cartoons or the Disney movies or any of that shit. I've never seen Lion King any of that stuff. I've never been to Disney World. I got no interest in any of it, and I didn't when I was a little kid. Right. Like <laughs> I was like way more happy to go to like Cooperstown with my folks than I yeah. than to go to fucking Disney World. Never had the slightest interest in any of it whatsoever. So that's my first thing. So then, so then, like I, I take that and then I look at it through the lens of like a thirty-year-old woman, and I think like, Jesus. what do you have your, what are you dragging your family to that godforsaken tourist <laughs> trap for? Right, right. it's not you like know? your kid's tenth birthday. Yeah, that's and a totally different thing. Like, that's well, a totally that's different thing. Love. If you're putting right, if you're putting your, if it's about because here's the thing, right? Like I say all that, and the asterisk at the end of it is like, if the opportunity to go to a place like that presents you with a chance to. Um, create a moment for your children, right? Because here's the thing, right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm given pause by this, right? Just the idea that like, there's such a small window in our life to have like wonder and awe, right? Yeah. So the idea that before you know you're bogged down by everything with life, and and even just like as a little kid now, I'm sure like little kids, you know, are touched by social media and all that bullshit, yeah. right? Real young. 
So like the idea that just like there's like a small window in your life and like you could take your if you had the opportunity and the resources to take your kids to Disney World or a place like that and they were just captivated by all of it right. and it's their like imaginations this, firing on all exactly and, and it's yeah. like you know the world is their oyster and it's a wondrous event like Key i'm world all children. for that i'm all for that i'm all for that right so like i completely co-sign that nah, but the idea of like a, too much the idea of a 30 year old woman but you know but i'm saying like if sienna if if i yeah, yeah, if yeah. i had the means to do it and sienna wanted to do it and the oh, opportunity yeah, yeah. presented itself absolutely uh even though like it's the last place I would personally want to go, I would wa- I would go right. there to to make her happy. But now yeah. Sienna's thirty. <laughs> now she wants right. She's saying, right. "Daddy, right? I need a be- I need a wedding, <laughs> two hundred thousand dollar wedding at Get Disney the hell World." Out of here. You know, it's like, right? Um, so like that that's w- weird to me. Um, the other part of it, it, the the one thing that I'll say uh, on the pro wedding side, right, uh, was the idea that like a few weeks back. Um, we had a box of pictures from my mom's house that was like almost like I think pictures that like were um, kind of uh, a bunch of stuff thrown in a shoe box. Yeah. Uh, like in a Timberland box that like when we were, when I was moving my mom out of the house in Brigantine, there was like stuff in the guest room, stuff in my room, right? So there's all these pictures that probably span 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And what Tara, what Tara noticed and what we were looking at, it was like she was showing pictures from like, Lamar's wedding and Arno's wedding, right? Yeah. And and what are the one of the interesting things about weddings and really anything like this, but weddings, you know, most specifically is the idea that there are opportunities to just create memories, yep. not just for you personally, but yep. for the people that you care about. Absolutely. So like, here's an opportunity to gather people together and like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, just an opportunity to to meet people yeah. and talk to people and get to know people that you might not otherwise, and also the idea that. Uh, you know, it brings families together and friends together. Dress, you might not see each other. Good, eat good. You know, so thing. that's all nice. So that's all like I'm. I'm all for that stuff. But you know, there's like a a layer to the madness that has never made any sense. To there's me. like a, it like strips it of everything that you just talked about to right, me. Right. To mm-hmm. turn it into like this right. simulation of Disney yeah. lore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the destination wedding in general is a little bit of that also, right? Like the idea that, oh, we're getting married in Jamaica or wherever. And it's like, man, like that's... Dude, no, that was the thing. Not just money, but just the logistics of people. It was like a 13-day wedding. We were invited and I'm like... 13 days. (laughs) Dude, I'm like, 13 days at Disney World. It's not like it's 13 days in like, you know, Fort Worth. Like that's like thousands of dollars. Oh, for sure. And you have to put a gift on top of that. And Kaylee would and have to life buy hold, two dresses. And put your life on hold for 13 days <laughs> yeah. or however many right. days in that and whatever would, block dude, of days. All the bridesmaids, two dresses fitted like, like, like oh, you know. Yeah, fitted. Like I, Just you know, go I to the like, store and buy a dress. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's not like make sure your tie's blue. Right. Like I think I might have said like to someone, don't wear a blue tie because I'm wearing one. Yeah, Other yeah. than that, I don't give yeah, shit yeah, what you wear. And even then, I don't even think I did. I even say that to you? I don't even think I did. Like to me, it was like. No, no, no. We're just inviting the people we care about, and we try to take like opportunities like who are cool people we haven't talked to in a while, or like family we're not on good terms with, but right. we can make it sure. like an opportunity to like of course bring them extend into the an olive branch. Yeah, exactly. You know, make it into something good and yes. positive. Yes. Otherwise, what the fuck? And it, like, it shouldn't be like, well, it's over, but we owe two hundred grand, then yeah. our life, yeah. our lives are in ruins now. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not how you. You yeah. go about it. Best vibes at That's that kid's wedding. Top. 
I know, like, there's, thing. like, Indian weddings where, like, weekend joints, but 13 days Dude, is a no, lot. I mean, like, Indian weddings... Well, there's a cultural, there's a cultural yeah. element to a lot of this stuff that, like... I can't judge either way because, like, I, I didn't grow up in that, that ain't culture. no cultural shit. Yeah, 13 I'm not, days in Disney World. And I mean, I mean, like, you could say maybe that's, like, an American cultural brainwashing. And, like, the reason you probably didn't like Disney, I would definitely say that, like, Disney is, like, geared towards young girls. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Like, Aladdin was a movie for girls, right, even right, though it sure, had a main... Sure. Right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they've yeah. had male main characters, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it really was for, you know, Little Mermaid and stuff like that. As I've always said, if you, you're able to lock down the young white girl in terms of marketing, branding, etc., you can print money. Oh, yeah, because then print all the dudes will be money. like, oh, chicks like this? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Sure. Right, right, exactly. It's Lion a big used to say. Right. That's why musicians. You know, it's like, yeah, well, maybe that's where I got it from, but it's it's a fucking No, yeah, fact. yeah, big used to say, like, yeah, yeah. let well, me Well, like, get... look at Drake, you know? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Or or a hundred artists comparable Making that. all that yeah. feminine music and dudes are like, of course he's the greatest. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So you're able to lock down that audience, and this is maybe why the there was the, the growth of, like, uh marketing to men and brogurt and all that stuff is a, was a response to the fact that it's, it's constant that, warfare yeah. <laughs> it was kind of that that like for decades uh women women and especially young women were like a real focal point uh, for marketing because if you're able to lock them in they'll buy all the new kids on the block gear they'll buy all that stuff Every single goddamn item. Good job, Justin Timberlake. Exactly, you know, and Justin Bieber, all those, right? All those guys were, you know, and and I'm sure there's female examples of it too, right? But like, if you're able to lock down, uh, capture the imagination of that specific audience, you got it made, mm-hmm. made. For sure. So we're gonna change G code to a uh, <laughs> younger demographic of women. Yes, it's now called Princess Code. <laughs> You know, just change the crown, change, change the crown, change the crown a little bit. Swap the orange for uh, Sierra, try, try, really, swap the orange for that's baby like pink. A, that's like a good plan Z. Yeah. We could just uh, pivot, pivot, oh, yeah. yep. fuck the rules. A hard pivot. <laughs> Be a princess. <laughs> yeah. Unleash your inner, unleash your inner princess. Yeah. There you that's go. It. That's that's, that's it. That's it. Gently grab the world. That's it. The palm of your delicate it's, fingers. It's all you know. It's all an equation. It's all a blueprint. You just gotta you know. Change. A man will save you. Pull, pull out this element and that element. Swap. Like I said, just change the crown and change the shirts to pink from orange to pink, and we're already cruising in that direction. And the G we could do in like the Disney font with the star cascading. The one thing that Disney does actually that's kind of cool over the years is like they. I think it's cool. At least some people be like, it's indoctrination. But like they have like a pro- a progressive tint sometimes through their art where they're like, oh, let's like have an African-American yeah, girl sure. be the lead. For sure, for sure. And stuff like that. No, that's so, a good thing. Right. And uh, they've like po- empowered po- Poca- women. Pocahontas, right? Yeah. Um, there's a uh, Sienna Watches. I want to say Elena of Avalor is a, Span- a Spanish princess, like yes. from Spain. Yeah. Um, they so definitely yes, made it more like diverse yeah, yeah. and made women stronger in the last 15 years. Thing. Like that's an awesome thing for young girls. Well, I always absorb. like, you know, I'm always like uh, with, with Sienna, uh, you know, and the twins are moving into that zone now, but you know, they're, you know, they're little for it. So they're not like yet that uh, at least overtly aware of, being marketed to and how yeah. all that works yeah. right but like um with sienna like i would i would always be like okay can we do dc superhero girls to 
balance the princess stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? No, you know what I mean? Just because, like, um, representations of strong women. Like, that's, like, can we do that? Can we do, can we have as much of that? You know, right. so I was, I was always, like, trying to push, like. Instead of, like, yeah. a princess waiting to be saved. Wonder by, Woman, yeah. right, right. So I was always, like, you know, pro Wonder Woman and all that, all, uh those characters uh to sort of balance you don't gotta stuff. worry about that man if they got some g diesel in them, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying though it's just i i feel like uh representations of strong women you know obviously beyond their mom uh, and their grandmothers and their aunts and stuff but just the idea that like in the stuff that they consume yeah can we have some like you know not just princesses and i i think you're right though i think as time marches on in 2017 even the princess characters are stronger yeah. and uh are uh more proactive and you know are taking the reins on their lives like she yeah. what there's one that she watches which is like nella the princess knight nice so mm. she's a princess but she's a knight so it's like okay can be both awesome. <laughs> you know so that's I, cool I, yeah yeah so like i I'm, i try to like uh reinforce as much of that sort of strong women stuff in their lives you know what i mean since you know i ain't got no boys there you go just got women's just surrounded Word. by women's. They can they can move piles of rocks too. They can, yes. They can. <laughs> we used to joke about Talk that. Talk about like, that, Scott. Talk about that. We used to joke like we'll have kids live next door to each other, and I'd be like, tell my kids, go in the backyard and move those that pile of rocks to Uncle Greg's backyard, and then he'll tell his kids, go in the backyard and move that pile of rocks to Uncle Greg's, <laughs> and we'll just keep having to move the piles of rocks back and forth for like no discernible reason yep, yep. except to make them move piles of rocks. Right. Just to teach them that's what life is. Jeez, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's when they're three. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. yep. What's the uh, so? What's the principle of men having women or as babies? Do you have a, a theory on that? Little little uh, girls. Is it possible? What do you mean? Oh, are you talking about the the fact that we kept seeing manly men that we know having daughters? Yeah. Yeah. Almost every guy I know has daughters. Yeah. I like I, like not just like a daughter, like six daughters. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are more women in the world than men now, right? Yeah, but I feel like it's like... It's like five to it's one It's like now. a weird thing. <laughs> I feel like most of my... Like, I don't know, like, I don't know anyone who has, like, four boys. Well, no, but here's the thing. I, I would say that the Polson family, it's Strong. all Picking dudes. Up, it's all Strong. dudes. So, he, you're, so you're, he's you're, one of three boys, and your brother is the only one of you guys who has kids so far, and he's got three boys. Three boys. See that? And then in our extended family, there's, like, 30 boys and... Three, girl. three girls, Jeez. and they're like boys. <laughs> they're crazy. fucking hard asses. It's They'll crazy. beat the shit out. Well, of no you. kidding. Yeah. What choice did they have? But it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and another thing too, right? Is that I think like, um, it oftentimes, right? Like, you would think, and this is here. They talk about anecdotal bro science here, right? right. But you would think uh, we got a lot of that on this show. Uh, so, um, so you would think that. Um, in a lot of instances, right, like a man surrounded by women might tend to uh, be maybe just be more feminine in their mannerisms, and that's yeah. not a, not a negative thing at all, right? But like, uh, um, or or in their in what they look like, right? Like in theory, like if you think maybe like, oh well, if there was he was one of five kids and they were all girls, and then, so then he would like maybe be like a little bit softer and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. But I've heard the theory put forward, right, that. Um, when you are, uh, the way nature tries to balance itself, right? So that like, in theory, right? You have a, you have a daughter. Right. And then you guys procreate yet again, right? And nature is fighting to have you have a boy. 
to kind of try to create balance, right? So that in theory, right, like if you just kept having kids until you had a boy and you had four girls and then you had a boy, that boy would be very masculine. Oh. In theory, right? Yeah. And the one the one I look to is my dad. My dad had three sisters. Right. And he was the youngest. Right. So three older sisters and then my dad. My dad was pretty like Charles Bronson-ish. Yeah. Right. And like I, I feel like it, that was a good example of it. You know, yeah. like or um I don't know. Yeah. It makes I saw sense. It, that, if you put that it in nature, terms of nature balance. is trying to create to find balance. Right. Makes um, sense. And that when you find you know, like if you're you're um like a secession of women when when uh, there's finally a boy, the boy's going to be like hyper masculine because it's we've been trying to pull you that way. Plus, the dad's probably like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's get to work. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. <laughs> right? If you talk about nature versus nurture, yeah. the, the nurture element yeah. in that situation yeah, like is huge. Fu- start punching the wall, kid. Well, yeah, you <laughs> get know, those and knuckles that, tough. But that's a funny thing too, right? Because now it's like you know, uh, I raised mad, and then I have you know a four year old and two uh, two and a half year olds, right? And it's like. I almost find it like weird to even imagine having a boy at this point. Like right. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. like what it would be like if I was also raising a son. And obviously, like I really wanted that, but it just didn't happen to work out that way. Yeah. And we're not gonna have any more kids. Um, not gonna. Let that. <laughs> it's not the plan, you know. If whatever the plan for us, you know, I'm open to it. But uh, I, at least our intention are not to have any more kids. Um, but. Uh, you know the the one thing that's that's interesting is that like I I was out I took Sienna to ballet yeah and uh, there was some dad out front with his kid and his kid was just the whiniest little kid right mm-hmm. boy right with like curly hair playing on a tablet just whining about everything right and like you know it's interesting how like if we want to talk about like double standards right like I will tolerate a lot more like whininess. From from my girls than I think I coulda if I had a son like because I'm sitting there thinking like this little sniveling bitch ass kid (laughs) like (laughs) I have like zero tolerance for for that kid but if that was a girl it wouldn't bother me as much wow yeah don't know why you know might just be the perspective of a dad with daughters I'm like you know no I'd I'd probably I'd want to yoke up hit the kid want to yoke up my son. (laughs) Get your shit together, boy. <laughs> and I know that's not fair. I no, think like, a smack can fix. I think yeah. I think right because I and I think that's not fair. Also, like I've kind of written about it, but the idea that like um, you know, the, there's so much, um, you know, sexism and chauvinism and so many challenges that women live with. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think like the world's disproportionately hard on men. Yeah. Like men have to like live up to a certain ideal all the time, and like life runs men into the ground. I feel like you see like a lot more women living to a hundred than men, and mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. a reason for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons is that you got to live up to you got to you got to be like that kid from Queens who's picking the fight, taking off his shirt, right? Like you, there's a part and of the that. There's a part of that in your life that you, you live have by to, the code, you know. But the code doesn't necessarily have to be like. Be such a hard ass and look for pit, look to pick fights. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not that's not a good code. All right. So speaking of the code, we'll have a little uh, break. Tell you about some G code news. Hey, for that ass. For that ass, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. I. It's the best part of the because the best part of the squadcast has been the uh, commercial interludes. Well, uh, we'll L- see who does. I it look this forward week. to the best part of the squadcast now. What's up, everybody? This is Sko here with some news for you, some G-Code news. Obviously, head to gcodenutrition.com 
You can find a lot of good shit on there. Most importantly, Vice, the pre-workout with three banging soda-inspired flavors in each order. You get three containers in each order, three flavors, so you can get your rotation on. So check that out. We also got snapback hats, shirts, hoodies, books, all kinds of shit. So check it out and also head to the, uh, to the website. Greg's got a journal entry up this week. Uh, dedication inspired by a fallen comrade. Definitely some profound shit in there that I think is required reading, so check that out. And also keep an eye out for the G-Code Nutrition Takeover Tour of 2017. We are starting with our own backyard. We are going to conquer our backyard first, our territory, which is New Jeru's, the state of New Jersey. So we will be coming to a supplement store near you. We will have some news coming soon as to where those next locations are going to be and the date of the next takeover tour. But really, it is in perpetuity. We will be in all of your stores. If you know of one, please hit us up. And now, back to the Squadcast. And we're back. And better than ever. That's right. So, uh, I saw a movie, a film. Nice. And surprisingly, there was filmmaking involved in the film. I saw Get Out. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was like a cultural sensation. I feel yeah, about so, it. So, first of all, it had a $5 million budget. I'm the one dude in the room who hasn't seen it. I oh, dude, like, I rarely would, rarely would I see, like, a movie like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yep. $5 million budget, it made, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. It's the highest grossing directorial debut ever. Yep. Okay? So, that's, like, it has a lot of shit going for it, and I'm, like, whenever I see, like, directorial debut... It seemed like some of the reviews were like they had a little more depth. It did, definitely didn't look like a teenage like slasher kind of film, right? Right, right. And uh, I thought it was on a certain level astounding. Well, I, I got got the impression, and this is like really surface stuff, like just like observations of people talking about it at a distance, like reading the first paragraph of a review, yeah, or you know, like talking it yeah, there, cursory, right? Exactly, like, super cursory, right? Yeah. Uh, I got the impression that it was layered and nuanced and embedded with all kinds yeah. of stuff going on. Yep. And like uh, one of the genius things of it, and there's other examples of this in the world, but I, I got to I gotta think about what they are. But like uh, one of the genius things of it is that like it, it works on a really surface level for somebody who's not looking for anything more. Absolutely. And then uh, people who are looking for more are able to extract all this extra juice. Absolutely. Out of it. And like if yep. you like were just flicking through the channels... And it was on, and you didn't know what it was, and you just like watched it for thirty seconds. You would think it fit into the genre of slasher horror, the the following, the Conjuring, Comedic the horror. fucking ring, yeah. the fu- you know well, I mean? you know, like, I mean, I kind of felt like that as a kid about Scream. Right. I thought the first Scream like had a like it was well made. It was yeah. well made, and it and just it was like sat and I, I'm commenting sure, on pop culture. Right. I'm sure Get like Out's that. a lot more profound or better done than that. But I always thought that that was like well executed in a hundred ways and and uh made me like a movie that under normal circumstances i wouldn't give it's a, a good about. example yeah. i'd say like the acting and scream was like even better 
than get out like get out like it, you put it on you like I, I felt like the acting was like at the normal level of acting for those films but like it was intentional right like it was part of the we need to make it look like it's one of those films right kind of yeah. deals right like even the actors they chose the everything now it has like some like you know good actors in it like Bradley Whitford's in it like some noticeable people but so you're just watching this and you're thinking like, oh, I'm watching it. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, like I get what people are saying. Like, you know, it's kind of like there's an unusual villain. I'm kind of like surprised as I'm watching it this like that it was as popular as it was. It wasn't like more controversial and everything. But it gets to like a moment at the end where like for me, I was emotionally stunned by like it creates this whole context. And then it makes like this kind of statement that I noticed was happening to me. Like, that, while I was watching this film, I'm in the shoes of this guy in the film. And it's making, like, this comment on something that's, like, happening in society. Is I'm trying not to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. No, you, something... you can spoil it. Yeah, or, like... Well, you can, spo- you can spoil it because you've seen it and I haven't. So, who cares? Just spoil it. Greg's not going to watch it. Yeah, but what about... I mean, there are people. Hypothetically, there are people yeah. listening. Yes. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Fast forward <laughs> one minute. <laughs> two minutes. I'm going to give you two minutes. From right now, fast forward, starting Spoiler alert. now. Spoiler alert. So, the whole thing, this guy's going to meet the family, the white family of his fr- of his girlfriend for right. the first time. He's like, I don't know. It's not going to go well. She's like, trust me, they're not racist. Turns out they're like some evil, pilgrimy kind of like family who's been like recruiting black people to their family farm, doing this crazy brainwashing thing to them that allows the black person's body to become their avatar so they can experience like what it's like to run as fast as Jim Brown. They're like, it's all this crazy stuff, right? But it gets all the way to the end after he's like freeing himself from this crazy like mind prison that he's been brainwashing into all this shit. And he gets to the end and he's like fought his way out and killed like everybody in the house and like his white girlfriend's trying to stop him. And he's like fought his way out of her and like you're like, these people are fucking crazy. Get out, make out. And a cop car pulls up and subverts the whole thing. And you're like, holy shit. These are the worst fucking yeah, people yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. But he's a black guy yeah. with a white girl yelling, help, help yeah, to yeah. the cops. And you're like, they're going to kill this motherfucker. Right, right, right. Like right now. Right. And the whole entire movie was set up to put you in those fucking shoes. Wow. Like, even when the dude is like suffered the worst shit yeah, you can fucking yeah, think of wow. and is totally right. In the back of your mind, you're subconsciously like, oh, he's fucked. The cops are here. Wow. The whole thing was set up for that moment. Wow. Like, Laird built in the foundation, the whole movie, for that moment. Wow. And they totally earned it. And I was just like... Did you want to leave it at that? Well, we ha- we're almost out of the two minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Leave it at that. But leave so, it at that because like, I haven't seen it because now I want to so see it. So it earned that moment. It yeah. turned the whole fucking thing wow. on its head and made it this fucking statement to put you in this guy's wow. shoes. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, Dude, I'm, I feel anxiety. When you were saying it, when you were explaining to me, I felt anxiety. That's exactly what it is. You're and like, you're just telling me about it. This and I is feel what anxiety. it took. That's what they had to like put that guy through. Let's go narrating it to give me a little goosebumps. Dude, yeah. He's fucking good at that. He, that's what they had to put He's that writer, guy through to get you to feel wow what it might feel wow. like in that moment without all of that wow shit. wow so fucking brilliant it's it's 
Jordan, Jordan Peele. Jordan Hansel Peele, right, right, Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Who would yeah. ever like? I don't even find them like super funny. I like their show, and I and and I I thought that there there was like layers to it, but uh, yeah, it's still astounding that he's the guy. Who, who no, yeah, that. I mean, I would have never guessed he was yeah. capable. I mean, you know. And yeah. can I comment on the movie as far as sure? It Please. also dr- there's a comedy driven character in there, yes. so it, like touches all the senses as far as like comedy, yep. jump scares. They do a really good job with the jump scares because when you think of like a horror movie you think of blood gore all that yeah but it's like jump scares and you're like whoa like jump right, out right. of your seat real quick you're like yeah. holy shit yeah yeah absolutely but they have the comedy driven factor they have the jump scares and they have like the deep intellectual like what the fuck's going yeah, on yeah there's like um sequences that reminded me of like the bowling sequences in lebowski wow wow for when his mind's yeah. like for when there's mental shit going holy on shit. that were like where i was like wait a second this is not this is not in the, the ring, the conjuring, the following, right, the, yeah, yeah, sure. the seizuring, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's the something yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, there were moments where I'm like, okay, this is transcended right, genre right, right, right. because there's actual, like, you know, right. believable Lynchian, like, weird stuff happening at times. But when you, you saw know? the movie, you weren't just like, oh my God, that was amazing. You were just like, that was well done. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, that's why I was saying, like, I was surprised at, like, you want to see his nailed next it. film now. They nailed it. They right? nailed it. I love it when that happens. Yeah, and I would. I went into it like very low expectations. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm like, you know. Right. Is this The Ring? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know. The Ring. Whew. Which, you know, was probably like at the top the top level of, it seems like every weekend another shitty version of a fucking, you know, couple in the woods. Yeah. Did you hear about the curse of the, you know, the attic? Well, it's funny because they say that that's one of the few genres of film where the um star appeal isn't the most important thing oh yeah no. right like that you can make mm-hmm. effective yeah. horror films that don't necessarily need to be attached to big name actors yep like so that's like uh in terms of coming up with a budget for a film you know obviously you just in, need a premise it's like the, final right. destination I think it would be worse if they had you know big time actors Might in be. horror films Might it'd be. just be really cheesy yeah like saw doesn't have like a right you know but that's the, that's the goal. They're like, oh, we can make a franchise. We can right. make Friday the Thirteenth. Like we can make, you know. Right, right, right. I just saw on uh, the TV that they have a trailer for this horror film called Annabelle. It's like the third installment, where it's like it's dull. I'm like, are oh, you gotta be fucking? It's the third me. installment. There's already two out. It's like it's bad enough. All these Marvel movies are coming out, and all the Spider Mans, and they're doing all these re- revamps of these different horror. It's like let's let's get back to like the wrestler or like oh, something wow. crazy. Like some indie film is, indie film is completely transitioned to TV. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like shows. Yeah, like a show like like Atlanta that like Childish Gambito, Donald Glover, or whatever you want to call him, makes is like the TV version of like a '90s indie film. Right. It's like. His version of Bottle Rocket, right. where like one out of a hundred people watch it, right. yet it's a completely sustained audience. Right. It makes money. It's content for that channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah, it, brand. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's like a million like that. And with, so whatever thing you're into, like that's your indie film you can have a cult following for. But there's no more of that in film because people don't go to the theater for that. And you can't sell that in China and right. all this other boring business shit. But uh, yeah. Once we get it's to the top of our game, Greg's got some fucking scripts, scripts. We yeah, me and Skullcrafted scripts. Some, me and Skullcrafted yeah. some stuff that we've been sitting on. We uh, have a whole universe. Yeah, we do. We have a whole universe, so like we could create a trilogy. Sit for a little. 
yeah, we have a we have a whole universe where we could create a trilogy. We have a, a historical biopic. We have uh, and a couple more modern things. You know, so it's like when the times right. You know, obviously you got to graduate to certain things and and uh, you know um, raising the money to make an independent film through yeah. traditional means in 2017 is like not an easy thing to do. So it's like. You know, there's a, f- a few other battles to conquer before we, uh, at least as I see it, before we were yep. able to, able to uh, immerse happen. ourselves in that again. But we will certainly come back to filmmaking um, in the future. Um, I saw the review. Well, no, I saw like a, a snippet, like an eight minute snippet, a sizable snippet from the Defiant ones that they're doing on HBO oh, about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, yeah. which looks incredible, yep. um, which basically tells Dr. Dre's whole backstory and then uh, his uh, relationship with Jimmy Iovine, who's like one of the biggest uh, music uh, industry, you know, behind Financiers the scenes, right? Businessmen yeah. behind the scenes. Um, you know, the guys behind uh, Aftermath, Interscope, Shady Records, etc. Um, and uh, the eight-minute snippet that I saw that my boy Chase Browning sent me, uh, all fired up with the idea in mind of inspiring me, um, nice. sent me yesterday. Love when my friends do that because it's like out of nowhere, you all of a sudden you're, you got... Young jo- Lord Browning? Young Lord Browning of Logan. Yeah. Um, when you get... Uh, it's kind of like a, you know... Uh, I don't know. Just a, out of nowhere, a lightning bolt strikes. Uh, yep. But your 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 buddy facilitated it. So he sent me um, like eight minutes from the Defiant Ones. I think from like the fourth episode, uh, because I feel like it it moves sequentially in terms of Dre's life. So like you know, I think awesome. it's his childhood and development, and then like NWA, and then like the post NWA era, and like uh, Death Row, and then like everything thereafter. Right, it's gotta F- be Fifty awesome. Cent, Eminem, and all that. Yeah. So he sent me the Eminem portion mm. when Dre dis- when Dre comes to discover Eminem, and what was remarkable about it, right? And like, I I, I didn't really know that I knew some of the backstory, but I didn't know okay. it in detail like this. What I found so remarkable about it, man, was that it seemed like you know Dre wasn't necessarily at a point where he was uh, super prolific in terms of production or. Um, making hits at the moment or any of yeah. that sort of stuff right comes across eminem and basically has to go to bat and put his career on the line to get eminem signed wow because nobody believes in it like like dre automatically sees the genius in eminem and then he's trying to convince people and that basically you know it's like white executives are like we don't need a white rapper yeah we're good yeah like you know, it's well like it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole gimmick, and you're you're off on this one, and you know we're not gonna put money behind it, whatever. And like it took like Dre basically, like like I said, like putting all his chips on the table and being like, look, this is the guy. He is he, the white rapper. He, it, like this, he's the rapper. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, look, this is the guy. I'm telling you, this is the guy. You know, I'm betting everything I have that this is the guy. You know, I'll put my career on the line that this is the guy. Listen to me, this is the guy. Like, and that process, and basically how like Eminem went from like, uh, like sort of obscurity and like really tough conditions in his life in Detroit, where he's like still like kind of on the grind, like uh, trying to you know get his music out there and you mm-hmm. know making some connections and whatnot, but like you know still very much living in like the reality of like. Uh, you know, uh, unemployed life on the bleak outskirts of Detroit, right? And uh, he's, like, he talks about, like, walking into this room where, like, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine are, and Dr. Dre's like, 
basically telling him, look, man, I heard your shit and I think it's fucking incredible. And like, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, like that it's yeah. like it not actually happening. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he just stupefied. Like, and then he's talking about, goes back to Dre's house and Dre's like trying to cue up music, uh, trying to cue up beats that he has, like that are like, you know, kind yeah. of in process. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, Eminem immediately kind of like drops the the hook to my name is. Yeah. This is like he's only been at his house for twenty minutes. Yeah. And Dr. Dre's like, holy shit, holy shit, we gotta record this, we gotta record this. Like and and just like how it happens right. is just fucking Inspiration remarkable, and... dude. Yeah. So fucking awesome. So that made me say, like, I gotta go out of my way to watch this thing. I think it's a four-part series. Like each episode, maybe like in the sixty to ninety minute range. It's gotta be awesome. On, on HBO, the defiant ones. Yeah. But I like I said, I've only seen eight minutes, and that's all I need. I was like, holy shit, it just fucking been, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second I saw like the I saw posters up. Yeah. Around Manhattan, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking epic. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct premise. me if I'm wrong. Eminem's coming out with a new project. Really what i heard well i know i i mean i know that shady records shady well that's awesome but i know shady records signed uh took on the entire griselda records label yep west side gun conway benny the butcher uh derringer the producer all those guys are now shady records all managed by paul rosenberg like they're going to get the action bronson plus treatment in yeah. that they have Paul Rosenberg's management, who's Action Bronson producer, but they also are going to be part of like this shady machine. And I almost feel like it's going to be like the revamp of the Dirty Dozen. It's going to be like G Unit, you know, yeah. like what G Unit was when G Unit like caught fucking fire. Now I don't know if anybody, it, it, like the can be where is G Unit? I don't know if you can replicate yeah. what happened with Fifty Cent. I'm not saying it's going to be that, but I think like Shady Records is going to like really give these guys an opportunity like a platform to do something yeah. huge and it's awesome because especially in this day and age because west side gun and conway are like two of my favorite like they're my favorite artists since action bronson it would be i'd yeah, love to hear art, like as far as new artists go i'd Agreed. love to hear yeah. eminem make a serious album yeah and i don't mean like just in the words that he's cho cho choosing to use like the actual sound of the music like mm -hmm. he's made like not a lot of good albums. I agree. As unbelievably historically skilled as he is. Yes. Like, I don't need 40 minutes of, like, you know, insulting, you His know, mom. Britney Spears. Yeah, well, like, yeah, we're pop star girls yeah. and shit. Who or, cares? like, these comeback or the comedy rehab songs. anthems right. that are kind of, like, made for, like, spin classes. Right. And yeah, not, yeah, yeah. they don't have, like, the defiant grittiness. Yeah, yeah. Where's, like, the defiance, especially in these times, man? Like, if there's a guy who should be able to, like, wake yes. up, like, look at, the, look at what's going on in the world and be like, fuck yeah, yeah. the broken system and all yeah, that shit, yeah. and be, like, in the perfect position to comment, Yep. Um, I think that he would be the guy. He should be the guy. Can he do, like, the mature, you know, if Jay-Z just made a common album, like, yeah. what's the... Eminem what's the Yeah, what's, like, the... I'm trying to think of, like, in... Not Ice Cube, but like what's like the mature, um, properly angsty, right, adult rapper, right? You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know who that would be. I'm trying to think of somebody because like Cube, 
was he very was young minute, when he was full yeah, of piss well, like Predator, right, right. Well, like he was the most dangerous, right? That's always most the thing dangerous I say. rapper, the most dangerous time. rapper of all time. The dude who scared white America the most, and now he's like in Disney movies. I'd I'd, I'd rank <laughs> him. Like, how the fuck does that happen? I'd rank him as the hardest rapper of all time. Like at least on wax, like a vicious Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Track. That, I don't it's know difficult who, to argue with. Yeah, difficult to argue with. Like I, I, I would say that. His NWA cohort, MC Ren, is right there. He's he's hard, yeah. Uh, cool G Rap. Like, there yeah. are our guys. Yeah. But I, if you say Ice Cube, I can't really argue with that. To me, he was like... But like I know, said, he was the epitome of all things. Like the National the, Guard gets called after a tough Ice Cube. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he was the epitome of all things that the establishment feared. And now he's yeah. like... Now he's the dad in Disney yeah. movies. But he's still... But he still keeps it real. Yeah. I know. I don't sure. know if you saw him on Bill Maher. He, he, he no, I heard that put he... Put a little lumber to him in a, in, in a way that he should have. Right, he sunned him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I saw Bill Maher sunned him? No, no he Ice sunned Bill Maher. Like, Ice Cube yeah. sunned Bill Maher in the fallout of Bill Maher going a step too far. Uh, Ice Cube su- Ice Cube was on the next week with Bill Maher and sunned him. And, uh, oh, I thought you said Bill Bear. Of all oh. people, of all people to do it, like that's the guy. Kind that of was a right good. Ch- yeah, that's. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what he was brought there to do. To, yeah, no, to, I mean that's to, to why he him. wanted to. I think yeah, Bill Maher yeah. wanted to be sunned by yeah. someone credible. <laughs> but yeah, there's a point where he's like, I think people get it, and Ice Cube's like, No, you don't understand. <laughs> Let me take you out to the shed. For <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, yeah, but that's fair. But hear- that's fair too, right? So I say, like, the most dangerous man in music that the establishment feared that was going to be the end of America as we knew it. Yeah, he was and then like he became, projected he, out at the, the system, and then he know? became, like I said, the dad in Disney movies. But he's never kind of lost his credibility. Yeah, you know, through that. Yeah, you know, it was like a power move. Yeah, it's like I always wonder, like, what would Tupac be right now? Like, or Biggie? Like Tupac. a lot of people who are like upset at that's things other question. people are doing, like. I, Biggie, for all we know, could be like the most lovable talk show host in the world right, right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Tupac he was such a charismatic. Well, Tupac absolutely would have won Best Actor by now. Absolutely, there's not a fucking question well, in my mind whatsoever. If Will Smith wanted the Agreed. reason if Will that Smith Suge is Knight... an actor the way I, Will, yeah. Will Smith is an actor, oh my God. And, and I'm not crazy about a lot of Will Smith. I'm not crazy about 99 percent of Will Smith movies. There's a couple. Yeah, uh, Ali being one of them. There's a couple others. Uh, but uh, if he could do that there is no doubt in the world that tupac would have done that and there are even instances where uh you saw uh tupac's uh potential real potential as an actor like not just like juice or poetic justice that sort of thing poetic justice i was never crazy about juice i think he's really good in juice he is fucking menacing in juice a young tupac but uh gridlocked with tim roth which a lot of people haven't seen you see tupac and you're like you forget he's Tupac in it, and uh, like just kind of like a cool, gritty, weird indie fucking film about like uh, drug addicts uh, with a hundred conflicts on the run. Yeah. And uh, opposite Tim Roth is like an incredible British uh, character actor from Reservoir Dogs and all that, uh, and Pulp Fiction. But uh, Tupac is you see Tupac in it, and you're like, wow, like he's got fucking chops, and you know that. If he had lived five more years, he would have been in some crazy film where he was well, the lead. And supposedly, the him. reason Suge Knight killed him is because he started an independent film company and was going to completely transition transition to film. Right. That he was like pivoting out of music, trying to get out of his contract at death row. Wow. And that was part of the motivation wow. for the hit. Wow. Did you see the Tupac breakup letter? To Madonna I from jail. I heard about it. Yeah. So Tupac dated Madonna for a while, and he was in jail while he was dating her at one point. 
and wrote a letter breaking up with her, basically explaining to her how, while I make you look interesting and edgy, you make half of my audience think I'm a sellout. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a business move. Yeah. He kind of broke up with her because he thought that at that point in history, a guy like Tupac, who's sort of like a revolu- cultural revolutionary, right, or seen as that as by some people and like uh, put a face on like uh, the disenfranchised and on like uh, 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 sort of uh, the uh, angry response to a system that was disproportionately unjust to African Americans. Uh, dating a white megastar yeah. right. hurt, his, hurt his credibility. Yeah. It's, it's a it's crazy thing. Crazy thing. I never, just think about, I never knew that. Think That's about insane. iconoclast too. Like, too, like a, talk about power couple. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Crazy. Crazy. You know? It's like, like you think about like Beyonce and Jay-Z and like while Jay-Z is like um, this incredible rapper and has said a ton of important things and certainly can be edgy and has the backstory in the street cred and then Beyonce like uh you know who's sort of like a Christian choir girl pa- pageant yeah. baby yeah. uh at the same time like you know has pushed the envelope a little bit in recent years uh and has come into her own and is edgy and I you see people you know these idiots who are like offended by Beyonce or mad at Beyonce or whatever but like uh, but in general right sensitive snowflake types but you see in general right that um, you know, there's a certain uh, regard that the establishment has for like Jay Z and Beyonce, where they're not considered threatening at all. But like a Madonna Tupac couple, like they're talk about two people who do not give a fuck. Was, we were watching, <laughs> right? uh, like, do not give a fuck. So this will make you feel old, even though we're not old. Uh, so CNN has a great series on each decade. Yes, it is great. I've seen it's it. Yes. Awesome. The 70s, so, the 80s are incredible. Yeah, the 60s, unbelievable. Yeah, 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 so amazing. they do an 80s one. They have an 80s one. The, I saw the hip hop episode in the 80s. Yeah, one. yeah, it's the music. Amazing. Yeah, Madonna's amazing. in that yeah, yeah. too. And so I was, we were watching it and I was like, God, you know what's like crazy? Like, talk about not giving a fuck. Unintended. Right. So Madonna put out a book called Sex that's just graphic photos of her fucking in public. Right. Like fucking a cop on the hood of a cop car. <laughs> Here's my vagina. What's up? There's a cock. Right. Like, she had like the number one album in the country. It's like, oh, I'm going to put this book out. <laughs> Imagine if yeah, like right yeah, now, yeah. like, oh uh, my God. Should, uh, what, uh, what, I can't even think of the, stu- I'm not going to say stupid, like, but young blonde girl right, hit sure, making, sure. what the hell's her name? Uh, Taylor Swift or Imagine something? Taylor Swift was like, right. I'm putting out a book of me fucking on a on a mattress on the sidewalk in New York City. I would love it. I would love yeah, but, her more. Well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there'd be a lot An of people. audience for it, but I know what oh, you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. But like oh, yeah. people would be like lose their fucking minds. And when this is in a in yeah. a society in which like if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen just about everything right, that right. exists by uh-huh. the age of being twenty. Right. We'd Jaws would hit the oh, floor sure. around the fucking for planet. Sure. In like 1991, yeah, yeah, yeah. Madonna's like, here's my sex book. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go on tour and have like orgies on is, stage. Is that the sex book where there's a menage a trois between her, Big Daddy Kane, and Naomi Campbell? I've seen the picture. I don't know if it's from you the book. That? BDK. Big Daddy, yeah. Talk about, like, talk about the man. Look up this book. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Shouts to BDK. Yeah, man. Wow. Doing it big. Yep. yep, yep. But, but uh, yeah, but I, I just like remember that. And, uh, one, I just remember thinking like, uh, because, you know, obviously, um, Madonna didn't give a fuck, but like 
here's this, this edgy book, but you can imagine how highly curated it is and how like every single person put into the book is like there for a reason. And oh, whatnot. yeah. So yeah. like the idea that I she mean, chose. I'm sure it was manic. Every right, pixel right. of, of course, it yeah, was yeah. fucking touched of up. Of course. But, so but no, like, no, but I'm just saying like the, the you, you know what I mean? Like the scenarios and the settings and the people and what the idea that like she chose Big Daddy Kane and for that is like yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know. It's crazy though yeah, to yeah. think about like someone having the ball, a pop star and have the, the balls to do that today. Like, yeah, yeah. She did a lot of crazy stuff. Like she had like a bl the black Jesus in her video. Right, right. Sure, it's like sure, a sure. huge yeah, uproar. Yeah, of like, course, of course. You is, know what's dope is the cover is spiral bound, and it just says and sex. And it just says sex. Yeah. Like yeah, a that's typewriter punched yeah, it in. Yeah, dope. Yeah, dope. <laughs> no, the whole thing was like powerfully done. Yeah. It wasn't like you know perfectly executed. It wasn't like a sex tape. It right, was right. Like no, art. Well, right. That's the thing. It's art, right? And it's like uh, the you know uh, looking for people to define obscenity. Right. Yes. You know I mean, you know, uh, like sort of like the people versus Larry Flynn argument. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, where everybody um, draws the line. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, all right, well, like if that is perfectly artistically executed smut, <laughs> yeah. does it, is it less offensive than just yeah. mindless smut? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really about the eye of the beholder. It is, of course. Of course. Is that her sucking on a foot? Sucking her, <laughs> her sucking on a big toe. <laughs> That's foul. <laughs> That's disgusting. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> not in defeat. Uh, not, not a foot guy. <laughs> I told my wife the other day, I'm like, as far as you're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even have feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, not like she doesn't keep her feet. Right, you know, right. My, tidy. Bro my brother has a foot all, fetish. It all depends on... It, he, it, married, he married his wife because of her feet. I swear to God. It all depends on like Rex Ryan. who. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy. The Rex Ryan thing was always crazy. Like someone, yeah, it's a, What's that? Coach of the Jets. You know, former you know coach about like Rex Ryan? I know like his tattoos. And no, shit. Somebody yeah. discovered like. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. discovered like a oh, video God. on like, I don't know if it was a porn site or whatever, but it was like a woman's foot and that the voice narrating it was Rex Ryan. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah man. pull that sock down baby yeah. oh yeah, yeah. as a coach no. of the Jets yeah. while he's coaching the Jets yeah. okay. imagine yeah. the shit that his players must have fucking done to him the one thing that, the the oh, he actually did that oh yeah that yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean I would think that you probably just could google Rex Ryan foot fetish and god knows what, um, what, what wormhole yeah. that drags you down no, yeah. no thanks but uh thanks but uh I, I one thing that I thought that was dope about it, right, was that uh, I think like in that, in the fallout of that, like he was asked about it. Oh, he like, totally. I, yeah, you know, none of your fucking business. Yeah, no, <laughs> was he was totally vibe. like making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I don't knock. No, 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 whatever, no, no, dude. no, no, no. When it gets like... when it gets down to it, like you know, one body part, right, another right. body part. Yeah, 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 sure. It's all psychological. Yeah, yeah, however, your life oh, unfolded, so right, I don't right, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Someone else likes feet, yeah, yeah. but me personally, I think of like you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't have sexual no, associations no, no. with it. Me neither. You know, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, if if someone had like disgusting feet, yeah, I'd yeah. be turned off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd never be like, you know what that toe says to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucked like, one time. It's like uh, <laughs> the yeah, you know. I guess it's like a body part that uh, can be notoriously like Disgusting. especially foul, yeah. and that's why my feet it's like, are just. I've been climbing in the mountains for days. There's only one way to clean them. All right. Jeez. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Anyway, speaking of, food, okay. speaking of food. Okay. So this is taking. Hold on. This is taking me down an interesting road, and it's per. It's a perfect place to end up. Sex cast. Here's what I want to know. No, this isn't. This isn't sexual. It's ge it's gender related and we gen gotta get the food though. Of course, we get the food. Of course, it's, this is gender related and gender okay. roles. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the male 
Manny Petty. I I never in a million years fucking would. Amen. I did it one time. Okay. And I actually got my nail painted um, the uh, Jamaican what? flag because I went to Jamaica. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. And here's the thing. I I'm a, I'm I'm a staunch live and let liver. Yes. But in terms of my own personal perspective on it, I think that there's something just I it just doesn't suit me. Same it just here, doesn't man. suit me and like uh you know like I I sometimes just like you know uh I don't know. I just there's something about it that like I think is awesome for women. Like I love when Tara gets her nails done. Yeah. But I uh, just don't see that. I see it as being like this awesome, like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just like an awesome, sexy thing for a woman to do. and for But for a dude, it seems like sort of the ant- antithesis of masculinity. Absolutely, man. It's like wearing a, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I say, wearing a dress. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there, you know, Keeps is doing it dress. or wears right, a dress. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, God no, bless, I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging. Self. I'm just saying for myself personally. I'm, I'm like I said, staunch live or and let liver. But for myself personally, uh, just does, it never made sense to me. I never want to go get my nails done yeah. as a dude. It just and I, I, and I, I know, to do it once it I, like I'll a, do everything once. So I did it once, and then and they I said, know, "You're like, fucking toes are so disgusting." I'm not judging. Don't ever come back. And that's a different. That's a different thing too. Like if you're talking about like some random weird circumstance where you ha- had it done, as opposed to like like being a guy who goes and gets man, oh, no, man, and yeah. pedicures regularly. It just seemed like it always seemed like a weird thing to me. I don't know. No, I think no. it's. Uh, I'm good on that. It just just it seemed like the antithesis of my understanding of like masculinity. Yeah, it's, it's like is, you're not going to see a. That's one guy's definition. What do I know? You're going to see a lumberjack uh, chopping no, wood, and two. then he's fucking going to get his nails done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's kind of the thing. It's like, well, wait, why am I going to have? It's like uh, cleaning like a, a table before I'm going to cut wood on it. Like it's right. not right, right. I'll, I'll clean it after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, the other thing too is like uh, an interesting thing. Uh, if you want a little bit more insight as to my grooming and perspective, I'm sure you do. If there's anything that you Point want right now is that you'd like to know about my my own personal hygiene. Tell the world. Tell me man. about your back hair. I've completely cut shaving out of my life. Awesome. I don't shave at all whatsoever now. But so I my beard. I every time I get a haircut. Oh yeah. They yeah, clean yeah. up the beard. No, yeah. I am. Uh, I, I've broken free of the razor shaving paradigm. I, I've never shaved any part of my uh, physique, like so I don't some... shave my arms or my legs no, or anything no, no. like that, and uh, and I don't uh, I don't shave my face now. Uh, you know, I have a beard, but then I just I, but I don't even trim it really. I just have it cleaned up by the barber when I go to the barber, and then when it starts to look, especially as Tyra would say, beardy, mm-hmm. I start to look especially beardy, and it starts yep. to look rugged which it's getting there right now like i will go get a haircut probably tomorrow and i will get that cleaned up and then i'm good until the next round and that's it what about the uh the hair riding up the uh schnitzel riding up the schnitzel the, there's the, there's the there's hair that surrounds the schnitzel but i don't my schnitzel <laughs> itself isn't hairy some rides up no you don't have it okay uh, next time on the sex cast <laughs> we talk about schnitzel schnitzel well the schnitzel the the whole like yeah uh schnitzel, sh- schnitzel maintenance is uh schnitzel maintenance it's a courtesy sh- schnitzel maintenance and schnitzel grooming <laughs> schnitzel. but like it, it can go too far mm-hmm. it, you know that can also go too far and it's like you know and it's then it's something you got to keep up with and it's like you know i don't know so yeah i've just kind of cut the the shaving out of I'm my life for i've broken free of the little, razor paradigm uh, i utilized a peanut little little zzz buzzer right, right. just use, i rock with that that's, that's cool it. and then like you get the cut Yep. 
clean it up. I keep it like it. a three. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't saying the peanut on your it gets nuts. Dangerous were you? with the clippers. You're talking about the peanuts no, on your man. nuts. Okay. No. Okay. Gets dangerous. With Not the judging. Clippers. Not judging. Just just my views on hygiene and shaving. Broken free of the razor. Speaking of filthiness, what's the dirtiest thing you uh, ate this week? Oh. oh my God, he's got a checklist. So Greg has a list of dirty things. Is this the dirty things you ever ate, or just just this week? It's one day. Was that wow? That somebody went the fuck in. Get the sound. All right, here's the thing that happened. Right, <laughs> barely so like, came out. So as 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 like cheat days go, right? Like back in the day, like when I first developed my philosophy about like bodybuilding, nutrition, and that sort of stuff, right? Like what I did um, was that I would eat clean all week, and then Sunday would be like my cheat day, mm-hmm. and I used to refer to it as Fat Boy Day. That would be okay. my fat boy day, right? Where the day where I don't worry about calories, I don't take any supplements, I eat what I want, and then I'm back on track on Monday morning. Like that's the way, that's sort it's of in my life philosophy. Body. Sort of in my life philosophy. I think that the influx of calories just stimulates the metabolism and then you go back to clean eating. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to it. It's like uh, caloric cycling, yeah, carb yeah. cycling, and that sort of thing. But at the same time, right, I'm just talking about like, I love fucking eating yeah. and it gives you something like to look forward to in terms of food. Sunday's and, a day of rest. And- right, exactly. And I apply, it's as I've said before, uh, something wrong with how I'm wired, but I apply relaxation. There's relaxation is connected in my mind to being able to eat whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. if I can't eat whatever I want, then I then can't really chill out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If I can't, no, I'm not stressed, but like I can't really relax unless I can just enjoy myself in terms of eating. I so hear you. I hear you. So you relaxed. <laughs> so Fat Boy Day, right? Eventually evolved into a thing that like Tara and I both do, right? Which is just like Sunday Fun Day, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea is that like uh, Sunday Fun Day, you eat whatever you want, right? Yep. Um, so that, you know, uh, and, and sometimes it's well executed okay. and you get a lot in and then other days you get distracted, hundred things going on, you know, uh, maybe you're on the road yeah. and whatnot, you know, babies and stuff like that. Right. You're like, you know, things, things end up distracting you, but for whatever reason on this past Sunday, I just seemed to be eating on a regular basis. There was access to easily edible foods around me. So I just kind of went in on a regular basis and just ate whenever I was hungry over the course of the day. And the, the fact that the food was plentiful and surrounding me made it easy. So I thought to myself, I will document it. But I, I was given pause in doing so. Well, Because I thought to myself, is this sort of gluttony <laughs> going to just cast like a all over my life? It's worse if you put it to paper. How like, will I be judged? By the listeners and by, documented. and by my colleagues when I document what was eaten. He deserves I to mean, be hoisted on, on our this shoulders. Past Sunday. I'm expecting to be proud of you. Okay. So just so you know. All so. right. So here it is. Here's the rundown. Okay. So the day started with three waffles. Okay. Uh, Eggo. Um, the new version, the thick and fluffy waffle. It's gotcha. like more of like a Belgian type waffle. Yes. With uh, Kerrygold and Nutella. Okay. Okay. Man, that made me hungry instantly. Okay. All right. So like an hour or so later, uh, my mom had come over the night prior. And I so I guess the Sunday fun day had started a little early. But my, my mom had come over the night prior because she didn't see me for my birthday. So she brought over a couple pizzas from a local like yuppie pizza spot by her. leftover pizza. Me too. It's almost better. Pizza, noodles, Chinese food, pasta. There's certain things that are better reheated yeah. than fresh often. I so mean. anyway, so... Uh, so there was just like a little bit of like this sort of yuppie artisan pizza left over. So I had two slices of like, as I have it here, thin yuppie pizza, which <laughs> probably like only like would equal like one traditional slice of pizza. Yeah. 
the, so uh, what we actually had for dinner that night, uh, Tara and I made shrimp tacos on the on the grill. Nice. Okay. So there was leftover shrimp. Hard you know, shell, soft shell. Soft shell. Okay. Soft shell, really well executed. I'll give okay. you. The, I'll give you our, our recipe at least. Okay. But um, so there's leftover shrimp, and you know leftover shrimp, you you got to eat them relatively Absolutely. soon. So like, how amazing is it? You got leftover taco stuff. What right? a shame. So a couple hours later, I had two shrimp tacos. And ge- in general, like I have no problem eating that any yeah. day of the week. So that was pretty healthy, right? But it's just you know it had the caloric tally you know, picks up a little bit, right? Mileage is getting up right. there. So so then me, Sienna, and Jelly Beans mm-hmm. drove to Dozens Donuts. That was their second trip wow. to Dozens. Okay, wow. where we got a dozen donuts. Nice. <laughs> Dude, this is only like a dozen. <laughs> we're at eight a.m. now. <laughs> this is like what? One shrimp tacos like one before PM, noon, right? So so we're at three waffles, two slices of thin yuppie pizza, and two shrimp tacos. We drive to the dozen the Dozens Donut place. And we get, we get a dozen donuts, bring them back. Mm-hmm. I had three donuts. Oof. Then I had two more shrimp tacos. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then for dinner, uh-uh. we grilled. Nice. Uh, we grilled and then Tara, uh, so grilled like some food for the week. And then Tara like just wanted like hors d'oeuvre type sides, like slider type stuff, right? So she got fries, wings, and mozzarella sticks delivered. I didn't really eat any of that except I had a couple of mozzarella sticks. Okay. But I did grill, and when I grilled, I had a burger, two hot dogs, and a bratwurst. Nice. <laughs> and then my day was finished with three more donuts and a glass of milk. Damn. Nice. And that was Sunday. Wow. <laughs> I feel a lot worse about my bad days now because I probably have like, I'm going to have to keep track of my next Saturday because. Uh, you feel worse? I feel worse about my own. That they're not. Immense enough, or that they're they're, they're over the top. They're in a way over the top. That like that I can put. Deal? No, I'm not saying it's not a big okay, deal. Okay, okay. I think. No, you're making me feel better. All right. <laughs> no, no, you should you should feel better. Okay. And I have shame glands. No, 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 dude. I felt like here's the thing. I felt like a glutton writing this out. But here's the thing. I didn't feel like a glutton because I personally felt like it was excessive in a way that like I was like, oh my god. You're not an like, all-you-can-eat buffet in one. No, city. no, no. I didn't feel like that. It's just like how the day went and like the fact that I ate and like most of it was quality food, but it just was a lot of it. You know, like yeah. you have a hamburger two hot dogs and a bratwurst so you just had four like potato rolls <laughs> you know, like, yep. it's it's sizable you know you have three mozzarella sticks you know donuts with milk you have that twice you know like yeah. it, it the donuts up. with milk nah yeah. I, I'd like to say that I'm above that but yeah. oh my goodness well it like it just happened to be that and not like cookies or yeah. ice cream or something yeah. like that that was what it was that particular day it could have easily been yep. ice cream twice or whatever yep. but Dude, so that I'm was, have to, that next time amazing, I'm going in I'm gonna have to uh, it was a good day it was a good day. Document it, and then I'll decide if I should share it. You need the food on hand. But that was the thing. Coming into it, I'm like, am I going to damage my reputation? <laughs> or yeah. or will I be regarded, <laughs> I be regarded no, dude, in the, higher esteem? The actual takeaway is that you, you can be in good shape and have days like that. Right. Which is something right, that right. I only really realized once I started yeah, yeah. hanging out with yeah. like professional bodybuilders yeah. and stuff who were like, I'm going to just go through 40 sleeves of Chips Ahoy <laughs> yeah. right now. And oh, that's, uh, that happened. <laughs> right, right. That happened. Get and over I'll have it. a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, what the fuck's going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's because you train. Right, right. That's why yeah, I, yeah. So my, for the last month I've been at, I'm just going to train and eat. Yep. I know I, like I can do it smarter. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I know that two years from now I'm going to be like counting the sodium in the Tabasco right. or whatever right, the right, fuck. Right, right. But for right now, I'm just going to train and eat. Right. I got up the Monday morning the following and trained. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, right back on the program, like I was thinking about like the first couple of things I ate that day. I had a, an egg white shake that I make with this uh, whole food carb powder. And uh, I had like a Christian meal and stuff like that. And like, you know, like I was right back in the groove and it's like, I probably went from like 8,000 calories or whatever that is to like 2,500 on Monday. Like, you know what yep. I mean? So it was like, your body's like pussy. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably. I Yeah. You know, you find yourself hungry. I think you like really stimulate your metabolism when you eat like that. But then like, you know, if you ate like that every day, you'd be, you know, a fat dude. God, if I'm listening to this podcast, like by now, yeah, yeah. after like three episodes, even yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like, I got to queue it up like, an hour and a half before I'm going to eat lunch. <laughs> right. Like, there's no way I can do, listen to this at like two in the afternoon. Right, right, yeah, Because yeah, then yeah. on meals happening yeah, yeah. in the middle, oh, for in sure. between meals and yeah, meals. Yeah, yeah it's unde- it becomes undeniable at that point. Food cast. See, I'll substitute some of that food for like, uh, like six beers. No, but that's... Well, yeah, no, but I mean, that's like that part of my thing. It's like, right, right, right. Dude, yeah. But like, I, I'll have like, uh, don't get me wrong, like on... You know, on weekends or whatever, like, I'll have, like, a couple beers or I'll have, like, a drink. Yeah. But, like, it's sort of, like, ancillary. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, it's ancillary and it's, like, like, it's, it's like, uh, it's not taking the place of, a like, a yeah. meal. Necessarily. Like, I'm not, gonna fill, fill, I'm not going to necessarily, like, fill up on that. And that's, like, one of the interesting rules, right? Unspoken rules or at least things that I think about when I, when it comes to, um, eating junk or incorporating junk in my diet like one thing that i generally don't ever do is i won't eat junk like candy not candy but like sweets when i'm hungry yeah like i use them as a dessert you know what i mean so like i'm not going to be hungry and have cookies and ice cream because then like i could i mean fucking how much cookies and ice cream can you eat if you're really hungry like i'll have some sort of actual food and then have a dessert afterwards as opposed to like Oh, I'm gonna eat cookies and yeah. milk when I'm As hungry. You, you could eat a box of cookies. You could eat if you're really hungry. Like I'm really hungry right now. Yeah. Like if if I had <laughs> if I had no like uh, if I had no governor <laughs> on myself whatsoever, and like you just gave me a box of cookies and a glass of milk, and I was uh, you know blind to the consequences of eating like that, I could just polish that off in a fucking second because it's like what goes yeah. down easier than that. So like I, I never eat that kind of stuff. Right. sweets and shit when mm-hmm. i'm hungry it's supplemental yes it's not, yes, it's not yes. its own meal. and it's sort of the same way i look at like having a drink or a couple beers like i won't just like drink six beers in a row because nah. that would fill you up yeah. that would fill you up yeah but I, you do that sometimes I'm on, I'm on the same page as you as far as uh putting the sweets and desserts yeah post meal yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. but as far as like drinking i don't know what it is i just if I'm at a barbecue yeah, yeah. i'll have like a burger and yeah, two yeah. beers like, i can't I even do drinking. like a midday dessert or like no. I don't like okay maybe I could have like you I like to like, finish the day with it yeah like to me like if somebody's like like okay maybe if it's like Saturday and it's you know ninety degrees out and I'm getting water ice or something but like beyond like if it's like a Tuesday and somebody's like do you want a brownie at like ten a.m. Right. like yeah, yeah. well actually that sounds kind of good <laughs> no but like generally to yeah. me in my brain I'm like no I like I can't have that till right after. My real meals right, have happened for, sure. for the day. I'm the same way. Speaking of um, kind of like not having garbage when you're hungry, game changer for me today. So the Secaucus train station, right? Got like store, like like a convenience store, Dunkin' Donuts, and like a pizza place that's like closed in the morning when I'm commuting. And every week I'm there and I'm like, 
It's like an, it's like two hours since I've eaten. It's, it's like prime second breakfast. Need need something. Yep. And sometimes I like bring a banana, but sometimes I don't want to like have it in my bag because I'll forget it maybe, and you know. It's a funky. Now I got a funky banana yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Can't have that. <laughs> no funky banana bags. Yep. But uh, so like I I go to the convenience store and it's like all junk, dude. Sure. They don't have like an apple or banana. Right. Unless I'm getting like a bag of almonds. Right. Which like. Five bucks. Dude, to me, like nuts or something like you add to something. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or you have like one or two of because someone has like a bowl in front of their computer or whatever. <laughs> I can't have like a, a serving of nuts. Right. <laughs> That's right. the way I do it. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. there's quest bars and shit. And I'm like, this is all fucking garbage. Right, right. And I can't talk myself into the Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwich. Right, right. Because even though it like says egg whites and turkey bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still know it's like the lowest grade <laughs> of <laughs> shit on earth. It's eight thousand percent of my daily right, allowance right. of sodium. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it was it's like, just processed shit, frozen yeah. processed I, shit. I just, I, I'm yeah. still hungry after yeah, I eat that yeah, shit. Right. I never feel better, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And today I'm just standing there, looking at the goddamn Dunkin' Donuts menu. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. And then I see hot oatmeal with dried fruit. Ah, okay. So now I have, I do that shit was so delicious. Wow, that shit hit the spot. Nice. I'm like, I am getting that shit every week now. All right, it's good to know that there's an oatmeal option at Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like I saw it before. I feel like I saw something there before. Literally, it's like the only thing in this whole massive, like new looking corridor of right, fucking right, right, right. stores. You right, like, right. there's got to be something here to that eat. That doesn't throw you off your game. There ain't shit, man. There's like gummy apricots. Right. <laughs> like the healthiest fucking thing I well, can you... find. So I was just starving. I'm like, I'm not going to eat shit. Well, like an interesting thing, like you said about the nuts, right? Like what about those diamond, the flavored diamond nuts? Oh, I know. Uh, but yeah. like you can, like, you know, a serving of nuts is what, like an ounce? 24. And those, and those Things have how many six ounces? Twenty-four nuts. They have like six ounces of nuts in a in a one of those servings, the diamond ones, right? Yeah, but you can fucking destroy. I all can of... fucking crush one of those. Yeah. Like I've crushed one of those in the past, and it's like it's probably not the best option. No, I mean I could do it, but like I don't. No, no, no. Oh do. no, I know that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah. but that's like an it's like an one of those little jars. Like... I want to have like oh, yeah. seven of. Yeah, yeah me too. It yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple days later, yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the salt and vinegar ones, and a friend just got me on the blueberry diamonds. Oh. Dude, it's like you're Ooh. eating a blueberry muffin, and it's just those things will go Greg, you real quick. Can fruit and nuts mix? Oh my god! No thanks. It's fine. I try I everything. Like, once. I like like the, he does try everything. The rules. Once. I like the habanero like ones. The I like the spicy ones. The mm-hmm. like all those ones. The barbecue ones and all that. Barbecue, yeah, they're good. But man. I, I, man, I could eat that. I generally don't opt for the sweet ones, and it's not even saying about fruit. Like like there's a, I want to say there's like some kind of honey honey, honey yeah. ones. That Tara loves. And, like, they're okay, but I would always opt for, like, the... Just with something like that, I would always yeah. opt for, like, the uh, barbecue or whatever. But Ooh, those are... Fu- so those nuts are fucking banging. Dude, you I'm telling crush you. crush one of those. You gotta try, like, the blueberry one. I know, just no. to try. I'm not saying... Listen, I'm not saying that they're not amazing. I'm just... It. At the Secaucus station for me, get them sold. I bet that you will have me try one, and I'll be like, wow, these are actually really good. But uh, it's just not something I would buy. No, no, no. But the... Barbecue ones and some of those, man. But like, I know you're Banging. a fan of those. I you could just crush one of those if you're not paying attention. No. All of a sudden, you just ate a hundred nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like, no problem. Yep. No problem. Those salt and vinegars, man. I will destroy a five pound bag of them. Did you guys tell me what the dirtiest thing you ate all week was? Mm. Or did I just fucking? No, I didn't mention. Throw it. wet. I mean, like, did I just throw a wet blanket over? The all summers of it? are tough because, like, especially because my girl has uh, summer Fridays. Okay. 
extra half days. Sure. She works. Hypothetically, she'd only work an hour more each weekday. Yeah. Leading up to the Friday, and then right. she gets a half day on Friday, but she's working till midnight, like every night, anyways. Right. But, uh, so it's like by the time Friday night comes around, it's like she's lately she's been like you know work to the bone. Sure. And it's the summer, so like barbecues are happening, get, gather more gatherings and get-togethers and shit like that. And when that happens, it's like you walk in a door and it's like yeah. a procession of eating and drinking. You know what's funny though, like, and I know mm-hmm. this is this is this is like uh, counterintuitive and completely untrue, but like in general, like I feel like barbecue food and a lot of like the homemade stuff, like you know, potato salad and stuff, which I understand can be like hypercaloric and whatever, but like, yeah. you know, like it's usually quality food. No, it's that's better. one thing. So like, I feel like it's a little better than like. No, it's not deep fried fucking right, right. chicken or, fried right, steak right, right. from Ponderosa. Or, or, or McDonald's yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like if, if you're going to get a thousand calories of fast food or a thousand calories of barbecue food, you're much better. Your, yeah. your body, everything mm-hmm. is much better off with the homemade food. I'm not saying I, it's I don't like, even know if that's... It's not <laughs> I'm the, sure there's no, it's no not scientific... The ingredients no, it's not as much as it's the quantity. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, alcohol mixed in. But, like, I definitely ate, like, a solid brick of cheese. Nice. You know, nice. if you combine the multiple portions of different, of varied cheeses, right. I like, I'm, I had a good, I had a good, I probably got like a pounder in. I'm cheese, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm cheese and crackers guy. Oh yeah. yeah, of course. And, yeah. but you know, like a hard cheese in terms of nutrition options, a hard cheese is like not bad for no, you. I mean, you know, like it's, uh, I mean, moderate, they were, they were hard and soft, uh, but uh, no, but just in yeah. general, like, you know, yeah. like if you, you at the store and. Like, uh, you know, you have a hundred options in terms of like snacks, mm-hmm. but like, you're not talking about like flying all the way off the wagon. If you told me, oh, you know, I had eight Triscuits and you know, four ounces of like hard cheddar cheese. Like did that's say, not, did that, you say eight? Yeah. You know, whatever, 12 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But I'm yeah. saying like, you know, a reasonable amount of like, uh, of like a Triscuit, like a, like a multi-grain cracker and then like a hard cheese. Like there's way worse things you could be eating than that. Right, you, yeah. know? you could, you could eat hard cheese on a regular basis and stay on your program. I fucking love goat cheese. I don't know why. It's fucking pricey, but like to I don't put know if it I've in, ever had to put it cheese. in like a salad. I'm it's sure fucking you've had great. like goat cheese in a salad, man. It's maybe. like one of the go-to right. so good restaurant cheeses yeah, for yeah. salads. No, maybe I have, but I just I never yeah. like uh, bought it or whatever. You know what my uncle I'm brought to my guy. attention the other day? He said we're the only uh, species that eats the milk, drinks the milk of other of other animals. Yeah, which was interesting. But I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Well, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Cheese is too Some good. guy tried to milk a pig. <laughs> really? Tried to make like pig milk a thing, but he couldn't get the things to stay on the nipples. How about that? Pig uh, milking. Good. You heard it here. Hey, I'll try everything once. People, you'll try anything <laughs> Check else. Check the news. Uh, goat. People drink goat milk as an alternative to, yeah. to cow milk, right? Yeah. Like I, I think that's like a high-end fancy thing now. Like you can go get goat milk, but it's probably expensive. I don't know. Milk goat, goat milk. I fucking have some of that. What's the dirtiest thing you ate, Dirt Malone? You have the name Dirt Malone. Are you gonna live up to it, or aside from just, just eating Oreos, um, I did what Sco did. We had like a barbecue nice. at my girl's parents' house, and fucking two burgers, two hot dogs, and her dad has this shit called Chow Chow. It's like a cabbage relish Oof. from the south. Got It's good. slept on and it's really good. I'm not a relish guy. But I love cabbage, and now yeah, I like dude. coleslaw. I didn't used to, yeah, I didn't like coleslaw here, back in the day. Here. Now I think yep. it's amazing, yep. dude. It was so good. I'm in. 
two burgers, two hot dogs, and then that with like bring it to me. All these like yeah. beers that people bring, or right, like right. the seltzer, whatever that. One shit thing is. I don't love is hot dogs, man. And no. it's because I had a bad hot dog a couple mm. years ago. That was like charred on the outside, raw in the middle from like a hot Ooh, dog place, hey. like a famous New York City like yeah, hot dog yeah. place. And ever since then, I'm like slowly getting back into right. it because my girl likes like the gourmet kind of yeah, hot dogs. Yeah. But generally speaking, man, to me, it's like the worst. I see. I I meat. I don't know. I'm eating it for the condiments. I've always like <laughs> exactly. I've always liked all that stuff, like uh, you know, hot dogs and like sausage bratwurst. Like oh, Italian, right. yeah, Italian, Italian sausage. sausage. Totally, I consider it like totally different. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So like an Italian sausage. Oh, no, that's, yeah. I think is fucking amazing. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, my girl's Polish, so I got like kibasa oh, fucking, you know what I mean? Like yeah, That's it. Now you're talking. All that shit. Pierogies. But like actual Oscar Mayer yeah, regular yeah, yeah. hot right, dog, right. the lips and assholes, as they say, <laughs> of the pig, whatever fell fell on the floor. Yeah. That shit it. to me, I can taste. I can taste the lips and ass. Yeah, I, I don't know something about all that, all that stuff, all that barbecue food. But like to me, like you can't re- if you if you're gonna grill and you're not eating a hot dog or something in the hot dog family, it's like it's not proper grilling. You we gotta, gotta go. Like we gotta eat. You we guys gotta, at I'm home, starving. go eat a burger for me. <laughs> Anything you have nearby, I want you to eat it right now. <laughs> and don't forget Fat Boy Sundays, where you will celebrate and eat everything you can. In moderate portions, in moderate times. Clean Malone, the fridge I, out. I want, I want to, I want to hear your report on the next squadcast right. of, of what you ate. I want the rundown. I want the rundown from you, gentlemen, of what of what your day looked like this weekend. To make I'll, me feel better. This about weekend, my I will be venturing to Maine, so I'm going to try to go in as much as I can wow. on whatever the fuck Maine fucking has. Lobster rolls, lobster rolls, man. <sighs> that is that might be the greatest sandwich in the world. I'm a fan. I thought it was I'm just an excuse fan. to eat especially butter. in Maine. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I've roadside nev- fucking I've lobster never, roll carts. I've never even like, had one in New England. As sad as that is, I've never even had one. So I can only imagine what I'm missing. It's dope. I will be in Baltimore this weekend, though. So Ooh, I will be ar- fucking... I will be around seafoods. There you go. We'll make some action. of that happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll report back next week. All right. I'm All looking right, to folks, be impressed. Let us know your Fat Boy Sundays. What is it called? Is that what it is? Fat, Fat Boy, Boy Sundays. Sundays yeah. Sunday Fun Day or Fat Boy Sundays. Let's do it. Let's. I'm gonna go have a fat boy Wednesday. Peace. Train, train hard and earn it. Hell That's yeah. it. That's Peace. it. Peace.